Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com backslash the gamers advocate. The gamers advocate. Target acquired. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 14 of The Gamer's Advocate. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. I am not Kate Upton. I'm Jack. How's it going? You're not Kate Upton? That's why we hired you. <laughs> Sorry, bait and switch, buddy. Wait, wait, where did you get those? You guys should really do background checks when you hire people. Well, you know, we gotta take what we can get. Are we talking about Dead Space? What did you guys play this weekend? I don't know. Why don't we talk about Dead Space, Jack? What you <laughs> I played Dead Space. Hello. No way. Yeah. I'm How excited. much of it? I beat the game. Were well, you there for it? Did you? Did, did either of these two guys co-op with me? No. Some Mexican guy named, I think his name was like Bone Dragon? Bone Killer? Well, that is know. a Mexican name. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Clearly. I mean, something is that. He was really cool, and we played for like freaking till 9 p.m. to 5 a.m., and I destroyed the game. That's actually my Spanish name is also Bone Dragon Upton. Whatever. I don't want to talk about your bones. <laughs> Anyways. How uh, was it? Well, it was what? good. It was good. If I had to rate it right now, which I am, 8.5. The end rating. Did the end uh, leave it open for a Dead Space 4? Yes. You could if you wanted to. He said that. Didn't he sound like all secretive yeah, about it? He doesn't <laughs> want to give anything like, away. Yes. But well, I mean, I'm, I'm king of spoilers, and I really don't want to ruin it because these two have it, and they may play it. I don't know. I don't know if they play video games yeah, anymore. I don't really. I do not play video games anymore. It's kind of depressing. <laughs> They've been too busy doing this, and then I don't know. But I just don't do anything. I just play the games. All the fun, none of the mess. Thank you. Bye. So I know you were very high on it before. It seems like. Well, I mean, it didn't go down that much. But he might have just been high. Yeah, I guess that is always the chance Jack. with this guy, but. 8.5, I guess a little lower than I was expecting from what you were talking about before your uh, marathon of Dead Space. The ending, it was really, really cool because I was kind of new to the Dead Space, I guess, universe. And then um, the character acting kind of brought it down for me, actually. It, it just seemed kind of weird and forced. I mean, in um, what's the game? What's the game you were playing, Bill? It's a big island. Far Cry? Far Cry. Pac- Hello. Pac-Man. I ha- Oh, yeah. It was Kate Upton Land. And then... Um, yes. Anyways, the character acting that was great, yeah. uh, but in this, it just seemed it seemed kind of odd, especially at the end, uh, unfortunately, which kind of made me lower the score, and also kind of dragged on. I don't know if it's because I was up at four five thirty in the morning and I was like, I gotta get this done, or what? That'll make anything. That'll that'll make bit. anything kind of so. How many hours total would you say? Oh, I don't know. It, it depends on the side. The side missions are actually extremely long. They can they can drag on for like an hour, hour and a half side missions, for reals. So the main game could be 20 hours, 30 hours, depending on the difficulty, how hard you put it. I was playing on hard co-op, and it was hard. Um, so anyways, but the dude I was with had the, like, the ultimate weapon because he beat it like five times. And so I got the name Bone Dragon. Yeah, exactly. He bones some dragons in that. You know what I'm talking about. Hello. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. I know about. what you're talking We're about. We're talking about dragons Ubisoft. and getting them. And, um, you know, we he, yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh God. Sorry about that, guys. So what have you guys been up to? Well, I kind of want to just jump in. There was some breaking news that, uh, speaking of dragons, Skyrim DLC has come to PS3. 
Breaky news. Do, 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 do. I love that segue. And now nobody cares because no one's been playing Skyrim or the Dragonborn stuff because it's yeah. been on the Xbox. And if you actually had a good system that didn't like smell yeah. like cats, just almost in time for the next gen announcement. Yeah. I mean, this this game was released I think a year and a half ago, and PS3 is getting its first DLC, and Xbox and PC have already gotten what like three or four packs. Why didn't you just... Kind of depressing. We didn't get to talk about what we did this weekend. I know. I just wanted to throw that in there because he was talking about dragons. dragons. I, I didn't do I anything. Back to the program. Yeah, yeah what did you do? Uh, actually, you you know what I did. Yeah? You have a pedometer on you. <laughs> Jack and I went to uh, go see actually two of the bands that we've played on this show. My former band, 8 Pound Pressure and X Factor 1. Tear it up in Columbus, Ohio. They'll, they'll have to act all cool and like get on stage and like sing the songs with him and stuff. Like he, uh, one, he knows how one, to be like. I got to get cool. up and do some backup vocals on one song. It was cool. Thanks, brothers. I love you guys. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. And unfortunately, I did not get to go because they didn't invite me. I'm not cool enough. Yep. But I went up to Cleveland because that's why we didn't invite you because you went to Cleveland. <laughs> hey, I could have came back. <laughs> I went up to Cleveland for my grandmother's 80th birthday. And to see my dad, who is off to Montenegro. Bless Bye, you. Bye, Dad. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mimo. Yeah, it's crazy. But I, once again, two weeks in a row, have not had a chance to play that many games. And I'm failing everyone out there, so I'm sorry. Except I did play some Nino Kuni. Yeah. And some PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. <laughs> they, uh, they actually came out with some new characters that are free if you have the game. So jump on that. I think it's free for a month or so. It's Cat from Gravity Rush and Emmett Graves from... Uh, Starhawk, I think that's the game it's called. Yeah, for PS3, but they're pretty cool characters, and it's a really good game. Support it. I don't remember any of the names. I just all I'm thinking about is potato. Speaking of potato, I uh, those of, that have listened to the other episodes of this program that know I'm not as big on the JRPGs that are out there in general. It's not really my thing, but I'm trying to be a little more open-minded about it. Not only is Adam letting me borrow Nino Cooney while he's off in the next week in Florida. Um, I also have Fire Emblem Awakening for the 3DS on the way in the mail. I'm so proud, broadening your horizons. Because isn't everything you play sports? Not, no, <laughs> no, kidding, no. Kidding. <laughs> That's what he did this weekend, yeah. too, actually gaming, though. Okay, I did get a game in on Online Dynasty. I was, I was playing the number one ranked team in the country. A dude, uh, you that won? Was, That's this, a game. You can do that. My buddy Andre's out in California running Tennessee. I beat him with Georgia, 26-8. to eight. You got you got permission to game, but I, I really wanted to get a lot of Dead Space time in and stuff. But we were out yeah. pretty late Friday night, and uh, yeah. I got up early Saturday, and I was pretty much worthless after that game of football. <laughs> I had Waffle House after it was delicious. I'm then sorry. I had a salad and I got sick. Yeah, a salad <laughs> at Waffle House. Okay, just anybody out there listening, let me give you a little bit of advice. Do not get a salad at Waffle House ever. One time I was driving by a Waffle House and the W was uh, not lit up. I was like, hmm, that makes sense. <laughs> Stop by the Waffle House. Get a little something to make you sick. That's awesome. Just go to Chipotle instead. If, hey, if they were open that late. And I stole that joke from Jim Gaffigan. He's a genius. Nice. I think he stole it from you. Anyway, let's let's move on to what we were doing and talk about what happened this week. There was a lot of PlayStation news leading up to the PlayStation Conference 2013 in New York this Wednesday, where dun, dun, we dun. will finally, finally hear about the redesign of the PlayStation Move. I still think it'll be hilarious <laughs> if they came out and just said, "Oh uh, yeah, we're remaking Final Fantasy VII. Thanks for coming, everybody." That would be probably pretty incredible, though. People would go crazy over that news. I, I'm just hoping the news is gonna finally make me take interest in PlayStation again. Besides Journey, I'm just like, whatever. I want to just grill some George Foreman burgers on that 
clam. Didn't you get to play some Little Big Planet this weekend, though? Oh, I actually did. That was actually really fun. <laughs> so, everything you said before that I just is like, bloaty. I just like hating. <laughs> hate hate, to hate for hate's sake. That's what I say. Yeah, but no, this, uh, this conference in New York on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time is going to more than likely... It re- reveal the next generation PlayStation console, the PS4 that we've been speculating about and hearing rumors about, and it's exciting, and we can't wait to hear all that. But a lot, obviously, before the big events, a lot of rumors come out and speculation and reports that leak before they're supposed to, because with the internet and all this technology, it's hard to keep secrets these days. But one of the first things that was released was a picture of a prototype PlayStation 4 controller. Ooh, tell us about it, Adam. Well, it's kind of in line with some reports we heard earlier that it's going to have a touch screen on the middle. It's kind of reminiscent of the Vita back touch, where it's not—it's like a small, where the start and select button on the. It's more PS- of a touch pad, right? Yeah, I guess it is a touch pad. Yeah, it's not necessarily a screen. Semantics. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still very much a DualShock controller. Looks like the analog sticks are more concave, kind of like the Xbox controller that people were kind of digging on the old controller for. And there's also some like little mysterious black button that could potentially be that share button that we heard rumors about that it'll always be recording 15 minutes of gameplay and that you'll be able to upload it to YouTube and do all these things. So it could be it could be pretty exciting. Just keep in mind, you guys, though, uh, when you see these prototypes and all that stuff, do you remember the boomerang controller oh for the PS3 God, yeah. <laughs> and everybody freaked out? Now, did they change it because everyone freaked out? Probably. But uh, there's a chance that when this thing's actually announced, it could be nothing like that, Yeah, but the good thing about this is it actually was confirmed that it was a prototype controller. And also, it's not... Like, the boomerang was so radically different than the PS3 or or the DualShock for the PS2. It was, like, completely different. But this is very much in line. It just has some little tweaks to it, which will still let you play the old games, but have maybe some new features. So, never know. But it won't be backwards compatible, will it? Well, I mean, it might, because it still has all the same buttons and features, so that's kind of why I don't think they would go too crazy. It probably would. I think they're going to make you buy all those games again. I want to buy the games, yeah, but maybe not the controller. Well, I'm hoping that... (laughs) (laughs) One controller versus all your games? Yeah, well, I mean... That seems to be the trend, though. Well, yeah, Nintendo's been pulling that for a while. And even even Microsoft a little bit when they released Halo and HD, if I could talk... um, but yeah, I think the controller does need a redesign. At least they're looking into it and adding features and stuff like that. So that's the good news. And I am excited to see what, what PlayStation can do. You know, I don't like hating on them too much. I mean, they just came out with Journey, of course, and that was excellent, as we all know. So, I mean, they got they got games coming. I heard you liked Little Big Planet uh, also. I did. It's a couple <laughs> years old, though. So, anyways. That's all fun. right. Good games are good games. But, but, I mean, yeah. I mean, like Sony or not, if you're a fan of the video game industry, it's it's always exciting when new technology is announced because a lot of times you hear things that you didn't expect to hear and you're like, hmm, that's pretty awesome. So I'm hoping for some of that on Wednesday. Hey, you know what I heard that I didn't expect to hear? What? Hey, Adam, do you mind if I borrow Nino Cooney and check it out while you're on vacation? <laughs> yeah, I did not expect to hear me. That kind of took me aback. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to give I it a chance. It. Now, if it's really ridiculous and bad, <laughs> oh, that's, that's the risk I'll take. Oh, I'm going to have fun. Yeah, but we're gonna move on to a couple more rumors. The uh, this, these are all rumors that kind of, kind of back some reports we heard earlier about how when PlayStation, I think a year ago, bought Gaikai, which is a streaming cloud streaming Bless service. You. Thank you very much. You're so polite. I am very polite. Uh, kind of similar to OnLive, where you can stream games to your PC and it plays games on a server and then streams you the connection, so you your actual computer doesn't run the software, which is a big problem in PC gaming because. 
I mean, as soon as you buy a PC, it's usually outdated. So. Shut up. But I'm sorry. I just wanted to. I just wanted to balance out from being polite. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> sorry. But this this uh, this is exciting because the Wall Street Journal reported that the, the PS4 will in fact have cloud streaming games, and this will be probably because the next generation consoles will more than likely not be backwards compatible. Because you saw that with the PS3, the new models don't play PS2 games. But that's why they're releasing PS1 classics, PS2 classics, and I'm sure they'll release a, the full catalog. That's why they're going digital with all these PS3 games. But you're going to have to buy them again. I know. Man. It's that's a shame. That's the, whole, that's the whole plan. They want to lock you out so that you can buy it again. So, I wish they would at least, at go. the very least, let people that bought it digitally, you know, that you know, downloaded it to their PS3, Obviously, they they can tell that it's on their account. They bought this game. I wish they would let them at least play it. See, I think they I think they might do that. I that mean, would be really cool. like the, I mean, obviously they they're, they will probably try and make as much money as they can. But since it is tied to your PSN account, then this is a big thing with Xbox Live that has been talked about is the online systems. I don't think they're going to be that radically different and that incompatible because like there's a whole ecosystem built around these online systems. There's friends, there's groups, there's downloads, and all these things. And if you just went to a complete new system and kind of just got rid of it, that would make a lot of people upset. I think that would actually make a, a good devil's advocate of, you know, pricing and is the new pricing better or do you have to do it? Is it required? Because we, on the one hand, we see a bunch of companies, uh, I guess a bunch is, you know, relative, but declaring bankruptcy and in money trouble. And on the other hand, we have them trying to push prices any way they can with microtransactions, digital downloads, locking it out, uh, streaming stuff. Uh, these new patents that are being filed. So I'm not exactly sure because it's tough to see behind the looking glass as to what's happening in the industry. But um, I know I don't like spending more money, but I don't know if it's going to have to be a required thing for some reason. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously the whole free-to-play and microtransaction thing is a part of the business now, and it's probably only going to get more complicated and worse, but hopefully they'll find a nice step. But I really do like the idea of the cloud streaming because... I mean, obviously, I don't want to have to pay for the games again because it is horrible, but especially for the PS1 and PS2 classics, which are getting harder and harder to find actual copies, it's nice to have that digital copy where you can always get, especially even for Nintendo with Fire Emblem, for whatever Nintendo was doing and had a lack of copies, if you wanted to play it, you can still download it. So it is convenient, and it's nice to always have it available if whatever is wrong with the world. I will say, if you're a huge fan of Final Fantasy, um, like Adam here, you can have those copies uh, on your Vita, on the go. Like, finding Final Fantasy VII was near impossible for a long time, but they finally did re-release it. And it was it's great to, to have it on a mobile platform, I'm sure. I don't have the Vita, and I, I looked for Final Fantasy VII for years back in the day, and I couldn't find it. It's so good. I played it for a little while. I did buy it on the Vita, and it's so outdated. Sometimes you just can't go home again. See, I didn't you know play I mean? it before. I didn't. I watched. I had a roommate that played it, and I watched a lot of it. And it, but it was just hard to go back to it for me. I actually, yeah. I actually think it holds up decent on the Vita. On the TV, I can't play it on the TV. It's too, too much. But on the Vita, I think it. I don't think it was too bad. Sometimes video games are like you know movies. They just don't age well. Yeah. I mean, like I said before, a good game's a good game. But I didn't have that nostalgia factor as t- tightly as a lot of people do, so I can see why a lot of people are going to go nuts for it, but I would love to see a total remake and, and play that. Yeah, I'm a... Nostalgia definitely can blind you a little bit, but hey, it's sometimes good to have too. Oh, hey everybody, by the way, there's a price drop in Vita in Japan, just yeah, so you know. Yeah, it was kind of cool. The uh, Last night at, I don't know, 10, 11 o'clock, 
they announced that Sony Japan is going to have a uh, little conference for some Vita news. And it was at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for us people in America. And they did release a lot of Japan-related news, but some stuff is very relevant to us. And that, first of all, the Vita got a price drop. It They dropped both models, the 3G and the Wi-Fi version, to 215 U.S. dollars, the equivalent of yen. And this is only a this is a Japan only drop, but it could be a sign of things to come because when Japan does it, I'm sure sooner or later the U.S. will as well. And I mean that's the savings of it's about thirty five dollars for the three G version and about eighty five for the Wi Fi I think it was. So there's a price drop. We could see how that goes. That I mean that helped the three DS a lot, and we'll see what happens. I think it signals that they know they're having troubles with it and they got to do something. So at least. At least they're trying, so, I mean, kudos for that, but uh, I know we've beaten up on the Vita enough, really. Uh, well, uh, oh, yeah, in case Jessica's listening, Vita, 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 Vita. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, I, price drop, no, how about put out some games for it? You want to revive the thing? People will pay the money if it's worth it, but until you get the games out that a lot of people, and as I found out, even though a lot of people stuck up for it, support the Vita, a lot of people... No, I feel the same way I do. It's just, it's not, it's... Well, speaking of getting the games out, Final Fantasy X, Adam's favorite game, may be coming. Maybe huh? not. Yeah, there's when? a... Well, that that's, that, that is now? the problem when, but this is kind of very exciting for me because when I first got the Vita, I was obviously hoping that the Final Fantasies would come eventually to some capacity remakes, even just releases. And they, like 7 through 9 and all the ones before did come, and that's exciting. But Final Fantasy X is one of my favorite games, and at TGS in 2011, they announced that it was going to be remade in HD. What year was that? 2011. All right, then. Keep going. <laughs> no, believe me, I, I feel your pain here. <laughs> or my pain, whatever you want to call it. But they uh, they didn't really mention it for a while, and then last year sometime they were like, oh, we're working on it, just be patient. But then finally, last night, they actually showed some screenshots of Yuna and Titus um, and some small gameplay footage and said that there might be a formal announcement coming and it is still being worked on and oh I'm so excited for that game. Yeah, it should be cool. I mean I like having mobile mobile gaming and those games were great. Um I don't know going back to them if they would be as great. I I really don't go back to retro retro gaming I call it uh in a long time. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but uh hopefully they do a good job and actually get it out. Asteroids uh, is still pretty fun. Hey, I played Pac Man and Tetris. I'm so, I wasn't joking. Hey, I'm serious. That's yeah. still pretty fun. Well, then don't make fun of me. I'm not making fun of you. Well, Picard rules, so there you go. Oh, jeez, yeah, the skin Always food. have to get one of those in there, don't we? <laughs> yeah, so so there, was, there was also some other news, like Soul Sacrifice got a new trailer, and there was some other Japanese games that I can't pronounce their names. But there was, hopefully we'll get some American-related news, North America and stuff, and see how this translates to us, basically. Yeah, exactly, and don't even say anything about Kirk. All right, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Nintendo, we got some news about that. Why is it the year of Luigi? I don't get it. Are they just uh, coming out with more I, Luigi Mansion stuff? No, Speaking of I'll rehashing exactly stuff over is. and over and over again. Nintendo. I'll tell you exactly why that is. It's a lot like the Chinese calendar, where every year it's a new one, and they just rotate, and next year it'll be Mario, and then it'll be Pikachu, and then it'll be, and then they just keep coming back around and be like, oh, it's Luigi again. And everybody get excited. I really, I really enjoyed uh, Luigi's Mansion and stuff like that, but... Uh, you, you ready know, to enjoy I, it again? I don't think so. I don't know, but... Hey, I, don't, I don't even hey, have a Wii U yet. Guess what? So, what? 2014, what? you're the Kirby. You're the Kirby. <laughs> Kirby's awesome. I'm going to eat cotton candy just that whole year just because <laughs> of that. Well, you know, I mean, Luigi's Mansion, yeah, it is another rehash of a franchise that Nintendo loves doing. 
um, but good for the kids, though. Yeah, you know, it you is. Know, but give them that. And and as we proved in a previous podcast, they do sell very well. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> Luigi's Mansion. This one different from the GameCube one, where you were kind of stuck in one mansion. You're going to be in a lot of different mansions, and so you'll get a change of scenery, and hopefully it'll be a little longer. There's some multiplayer modes, and there's even a thing called a Polter Pup, which is a ghost dog. I mean, how could you hate on that? Polter He's so pup. cute. <laughs> What movie did they have that where they had like a ghosty like puppy dog thing? Was it in Casper? Did they have oh, like Nightmare Casper? Before Christmas? Oh, that's yeah. right. I'm an idiot. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, well card. Speaking speaking of of movies though, Disney does the same formula. They re-release the same movies every what is it like ten years or something? They put them in the Disney Vault. Well, and then they the magically the release game. them. This isn't the same game. It's the, sa- it's the same concepts, though. And I mean, I think that's why we hate on it so much. It's because it's we've done it. We've been there, done that, so to speak. And with gaming, we like to see something new, fresh, be on the frontier, be creative, and stuff like that. And this seems anti-creative almost. But children don't get this experience. So, the new generation. Well, it's different. Disney giving you the option to buy that movie for a while, and then it goes away. So, they want you to buy it while it's out. It's different if they just said... Coming next year, Cinderella 12, yeah. the glass thing. Well, they they did it with like, <laughs> I mean, come on, you 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 know what I'm talking flipper. about. Anyways, but they they do it with like you know like movies like Shrek and like Finding Nemo, even The Lion King. Shrek is not Disney. They really well, you know. Yeah. I don't care. Get it straight. <laughs> do your research, buddy. Whatever. Picard rules. Anyways, uh, back, to, back to like rules. Movies. Headwax. Yeah. They they release movies in like 3D, your version two, and how many Saw movies can you see? Twenty seven? Not Disney. I know it's not Disney, but I'm going off on a tangent. Okay, I'm talking movies in general. We're reeling you back in. Your tangent, you're going, you're your tangent is irrelevant, sir. See, <laughs> see this settle down. See, this, is, this would be more relevant denied. if we were talking about like virtual console games that tangent they keep releasing. Denied. But these are like new games. So like Bill was saying, this is more like Cinderella 12 instead of them re-releasing all these games. Denied so, these, so this this year, Settle Luigi, down, Nintendo Direct. First of all, the CEO of Nintendo, Satoru Iwata, came out in a Bless Luigi you. hat, which was pretty awesome. Bless but you. The, the 3DS is getting some love, let me tell you. Uh, they're coming out with, obviously, the rehashes, so please just chill out, people. Let me get through this. <laughs> they're coming out with a new Mario Golf game, which will... I mean, wow. they're fun for the people who like it. Calling it new, though, is really... Oh, I mean, I, I just said, like, give me a break. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Mario and Luigi RPG is coming out with a new Dream Team game where you go into Luigi's dreams and you manipulate them to do all kinds of creative things. Oh, see, that sounds new. Yeah. I mean, it's... And then there's going to be Donkey Kong Country Returns, which was a very incredible game made by Rare uh, for the Wii. It's being re-released on the 3DS, so... Oh, there's a re-release, but yeah, that but was like, a really it's good on game. a different system. I, yeah. I'll even give that a pass, too. Um, and then Animal Crossing finally got, got a release date. It's been out in Japan for a while, and we're going to be getting it in stateside on June 14th. And it's going to have a lot of cool features. And I mean, it should be good for those people who like those games. And uh, also, there's a giveaway if you were kind of waiting on getting a 3DS XL, which I actually am because I really want to get the bigger screen, but... I know, but I'm waiting for like a special edition one. Like Japan got this cool Fire Emblem one, and there's all these other Monster Hunter Europe ones coming out. That. Oh yeah, Europe. That's sorry, that's what I meant. And we're not getting anything. We still just have blue and red, which I mean they're good colors. The blue is very nice. Yeah, that's of what course. I have. But like I, I like having a special collector's edition one. But if you buy a 3DS XL in either Luigi's Mansion or Pokemon Mystery Dungeon on March 21st, I think it is. Yeah, the 21st through April 30th, and you get you get a free game with that, so you can get the very excellent Super Mario 3D Land, which is very different than all the other Marios. Uh, you get a Professor Layton game. There's an Art Academy or a Freaky Forms Deluxe. What a title. Freaky Forms Deluxe, your creations alive. 
basketball game. Or yeah, seriously. Yeah. Or Star Fox 64 3D. So there's actually pretty good games if you buy it. So it's a good time to get the system. And there's a lot of good games coming out for it. But unfortunately, the Wii U is still lacking. They actually did announce that they're going to have a new Super Luigi U DLC. And they're making, I don't know, 80 more levels into as DLC to Super Mario Bros. U to give you more Luigi-centric levels. I will say, like, Luigi was actually my favorite character as opposed to Mario. Because I'm kind of tall and lanky like him. And he was cool. I think he's cooler than Mario, actually. I, I don't more, really I think know he's got more character. Story, so. I think he's got more character. <laughs> plumbers and they like pizza. Plus, yeah. plus Luigi, like he gets in those mansions, like Resident Evil style, with a vacuum cleaner. He like ghost busts some people. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, all these announcements are really rehashes of old games, like we said, and new ideas. And it, I mean, it is getting a little frustrating, but. The 3DS is doing very well now, and it's selling incredibly well. And these games are still selling at the time. And why fix it if it ain't broke? I mean, that's kind of the philosophy. And I know it's annoying for us and some other people, but these games are selling. Now, the Wii U is getting into a little trouble. It's actually sold, I think, less than the Vita in Europe when it launched a couple weeks after. And, I mean, it's like there's just no software there. But at least that's the problem. The 3DS, I know they're coming out with a lot of these rehash games, but at least there's games coming out. I guarantee if these games were also coming out on the Wii U, there'd be better sales because people would want to buy it for them. But there's, what do we have for the Wii U? Nothing. Like Rayman Legends was coming out next week. Eh, you lose. <laughs> Pikmin's, com- Pikmin's coming out in no release date. There's a Lego GTA-style game, which does look kind of fun, but, I mean, that's it. Until, like, the holiday season, we don't know anything. That's the point of consoles is, is having games. Yeah. That's what moves them. I mean, the PlayStation 3, at least it was a Blu-ray player or something like that, or you can play DVDs. Can you even play DVDs on the Wii yeah. U? Yeah. Okay. And, also, and also, I mean, it's the weird thing about it is Nintendo has been through this a million times. With the 3DS, it came out, there was no software, and it didn't sell. They finally released Super Mario, Mario Kart, and then it took off. It happened with, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's just really yeah, frustrating. I think they... Figure it out, I man. It may, I mean, they make so much money on their systems, and they have a good system, but then they just go away from it. So, I don't know. Enough of the crazy rants. We're going to get on to some very exciting news. I will say I'm very excited because Bungie has revealed my destiny. And my <laughs> destiny is to play a game called Destiny. How long did it take you to think of that one? Seriously, it had to have been seconds. I was a genius <laughs> at one time. The only thing, and I'm going to get it out now because I'll be thinking it the whole time... All I hope about this game, no matter what specs we learn, no matter what characters we learn about, I just hope to God they call the sequel Destiny's Child. <laughs> please, yeah, please call the sequel of this game Destiny's Child. Bill, don't go chasing waterfalls, buddy. Hey, that's TLC. Should have put a ring on it. What? You got a creep. <laughs> creep. You're a creep. Ubisoft. <laughs> Ubisoft. So, yeah, Destiny. It was it was announced a little while ago that the creators Cards of Halo. Creep. Who? Nothing. So, there was there was announced a while ago that Bungie was working on a game called Destiny, and they kind of gave some teaser footage or screenshot of this giant white globe that was hovering over the Earth. And finally, Sunday at about twelve thirty, they just knocked the ball the veil off this game and released a lot of information. I'd say not as much as I was hoping. Was it scheduled release or did it? Yeah, because they actually invited all the press oh, okay. to their their studio and they gave them a whole presentation. They showed them some videos. They did all this stuff. They didn't invite us. Yeah, right? what the heck? Why I told you? you didn't check the mail, remember? Oh yeah, I got like a hundred emails from somebody called 
Banji? Banjo Kazooie? <laughs> he thought Bungie was a kind of bird, so he threw oh, it out. Yeah, right. That was junk mail. Dang it. Yeah, well, everyone but us was invited. No, <laughs> they were invited to Bungie Studio to finally see Destiny, because no one's ever seen or heard really anything about it. Um, and it's, the info got released this Sunday. The embargo was up, and it's pretty exciting. If they can realize this dream and this goal, I think we could have a serious winner on our hands, and I think they could catch fire twice like they did with Halo. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about it. I think I think if this is done as well as they're talking about and everything's incorporated the way we'll be discussing here in a minute, I think we're in for a hell of a ride here. Plus, um, you know, Bungie can make a beautiful game. And just that alone, just like the space and the visual, visuals that I saw in the trailer, um, gets me excited for this game. I mean, basically... Uh, I don't know. I can't wait for it to come out. I hope it comes out soon. Yeah, um, well, unfortunately, before we get into it, people were assuming that this was going to be a next-gen launch title, but unless they're kind of holding their hat and don't want to talk about it until the uh, next-generation consoles are announced, there was an investor call, and they said that they're not... Bungie and Activision, who's publishing the game, are saying that it's not going to be released in the financial year of 2013. So it's probably going to be next year. Unless they're just, yeah... Like, holding their cards, like, Sony was like, we're going to let Microsoft go first with their announcement. And then they said, eh, eh, you lose. So, we'll see how that goes. But, even still, this game is going to be incredible. And Bungie, their favorite number is seven, the perfect number. And they kind of took to this game as the seven pillars that they're going to build this game upon. Now, we're just going to dive in and we're going to talk a little bit about what they revealed and all that stuff. And the first pillar is a world players want to be in. Very, very simple. Says a lot. You, if you, if you want to spend a lot of time in this game, and also to note, this is a game that's going to be going on for the next 10 years. I mean, there's going to be expansions, there's going to be like different games, but Bungie is on the long haul. They signed a deal and they got a lot of money to create this game, and this game is going to be a living, breathing world for a long time. Yeah, they, yeah, they said their uh, whole company is actually devoted to this game, so it better work, or they're going to be in some serious yeah. trouble, I believe. But uh, just work. so everyone gets like a frame of reference before we go into everything. It seems to me like it's an MMORPG for a console. That's what kind of the feel I get for, so people can kind of wrap their head around what we're doing when we're we're discussing what what this is all about. It's, it's yeah, almost like the ultimate hybrid of, of oh, genres. Yeah. yeah, because Bungie is actually, they, they will not say that it's an MMORPG. They're calling it a shared world shooter. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that it's going to be a persistent world. You're going to have to always be connected to the Internet, which could be a tricky for some people. But for the people who can get it, it'll be very beneficial. Yeah. Uh, forget you, hillbillies. Get some internets up in them hills. Ouch. That's not their fault. Wow. <laughs> Everybody in freaking Arkansas is pissed. Yeah. Too bad they can't even read or write or hear this. <laughs> yeah. This is this is gonna be. This Send is gonna... all your hate mail to Jack <laughs> at the Gamers Advocate or Jay Witt. How do they even listen? Gamers. You got to listen to it on the interwebs so they don't have it. So bam. <laughs> Ouch. No, but yeah, this game this this game is going to be very, very obviously multiplayer oriented, and it's going to want you to play with people. But you can play the whole game solo. You can go in small groups, large groups, and it, it's it's interesting because it's going to have a journey s type of multiplayer, where where it's not going to be like everyone in the same place all the time. I mean, you will still like I'm sure affect things in the world and all that stuff. But let's say Jack and me are playing, or Bill, Jack, me, and Bill. And we're at a hard spot, and we keep fighting something, someone, and we can't defeat them. Someone else can seamlessly join our game, help us out, 
Maybe he's good. Maybe he's going to be annoying and not very good. But Could we kick him out? Probably. I mean, I'm sure. They, cool. Yeah, they didn't announce it. But he'll automatically come in. So, like, let's say a sniper is, like, chilling up on a roof, and we come into that area, and then he sees us come in. He'll be able to be like, oh, I can help them out, and start sniping and giving us support. Oh, I thought you meant, like, if there's somebody else as a sniper, like an enemy, I thought, push the new guy in front of them. <laughs> I guess you could do that, too. But <laughs> but it's it's going to be a very persistent world where you're not necessarily matchmaking. Like, there's no main menu. You're always in the world. And I'm sure you can invite people to your games and do all that stuff. But it seems like there's going to be, like, yeah, if you're going to one place and someone else in another country or, or state is in another place, that you guys are going to meet up and be able to help each other. I mean, I know they did a great job uh, with characters jumping in and out with Halo, and they did better and better as each game came in. So I think they're taking a page out of Gearbox and Borderlands. I think Borderlands is probably the best jump-in, jump-out game on a console right now. I mean, there's no there's no lag time, there's no glitches. You just boom in, boom out. doesn't interrupt the game flow. So if this has the same kind of feel, which I think they can pull off. Uh, yeah, and also, but this is going to be more like Journey in the sense that you're not going to, like, you can't choose to join the game necessarily. I mean, I'm sure you'll be able to, to be with your friends, but, like, yeah, it's it's going to be, it's going to put you, like, you're not going to know, you're not choosing to go into a game. You're just exploring your game, and you'll encounter other players, which is very cool. Um, so, yeah, let's just jump into these pillars, because a lot of these questions will be answered while we explain these things, but it's the world players want to live in. It's a post-apocalyptic Earth, and that white globe I was telling you about earlier that's just literally hovering very low over one spot in the world is called the Traveler. And humanity was wiped out, except for those that were saved by this planet, sphere, ship. We, we, no one really knows what it is and don't really know why the world was destroyed. But it's, it's been a while since this event, and humans have rebuilt and have taken to the stars once more, as they say. Yeah, the, I don't know what this thing is, but it's like a giant like moon-shaped object, but it's all smooth, and underneath it was like busted up, and there's a city like growing right underneath it. So I don't know who this traveler was, but it seems like you saved our bacon. Thank yeah, you. Because really. um, so, a world without bacon is, uh, I don't want in. I yeah, want out. Exactly. So it's going to be a world players want to be in. It's, it's a very intriguing world. You want to know what the traveler is, how the world was destroyed, if humanity can reclaim itself because there's monsters trying to break into this one last city where all the humans are so it's it's a very cool concept i think i mean it could be very cool number two a bunch of fun things to do obviously very important for games <laughs> yeah you want it to be fun uh there's going to be like a, a big home base there's going to be a tower where you can upgrade your stuff all the gear it'll be very customizable very personalized that you'll, you can name your gun you can do all that stuff and there's going to be a place where you can interact with your friends and do all that stuff you think it'll have a Waffle House? Let's hope not. We don't get the salad. Uh, there's also, you're, you're going to be able to get your own spaceship. And they did hint that there would be space combat and travel. Yeah. There's going to be vehicles. A lot. One looked kind of reminiscent to a ghost from Halo. And looks like so there's going to be a lot of ways to get around, a lot of ways to fight, and all these things. And also, another important thing to note is, let's say you're a jerk. And you like <laughs> killing people <laughs> and shooting people in the back of the head. Is it hypothetical, or are you trying to tell Jack and I <laughs> yeah, something? No, well, Bill, he was looking at you at the time. <laughs> I, he was, was looking at me. Let's Thank say you. you're a jerk and you like shooting people in the back of the head and ruining fun for all these people. You're not going to be able to do that in this game. I do that to Nina all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to have to explicitly say that you want to battle someone or join in PvP. So it's going to be cooperative in a sense. But if you want to go into these war zones and get that Halo type of feel i'm sure you can but it's going to save those people who don't want people shooting them out of nowhere and dying all the time 
Yeah, I like that. I, I like to choose whether or not I get killed or, or whatever in a game. That'd be nice. Especially yeah, other players who want to be buttholes. Yeah, I mean, when you're playing with friends and you're screwing around, that's one yeah, thing. But, yeah, when first. you go into a match or, or, or someone comes into your match and they're just no. screwing up on purpose. That just, was the worst thing in Halo multiplayer, yeah, for real. God, the old even back in the old Rainbow Six days on yeah. the original Xbox, people, team killers. And, uh, it was just, and that's another thing that they're taking from MMORPGs where obviously you have to kind of challenge someone to a battle and things like that. So it's obviously very MMORPG-centric, but it's still got things to stand on its own. Well, what's pillar number three all about, Adam? Rewards players care about. Ooh, trophies. <laughs> so obviously there's going to be achievements, there's going to be like things to find. I'm sure you'll get history on the world. There'll be trophies, I'm sure medals, all that kind of stuff. So everything that, that you do in Destiny, Bungie wants to reward you for it and keep you coming back and keep you fighting for that next level, which is why Call of Duty, why Borderlands and all these things are so so successful is because people like getting achievements and loot and weapons and yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah, it sounds like, I mean, over 10 years, there's going to be plenty of add-ons, so uh, oh, yeah. I'm sure they, they're going to have some transactions, so just... Uh, Keep your budgets in mind for the next 10 years of what, what you'll be investing in this. But, uh, you know, if they make great expansions and stuff like that, then I'm sure it'll be worth worth the money. This already makes me want to buy a next-gen Xbox. I'm oh, not yeah. going to lie. Now, they did announce that it's coming out for 360 and PS3 and future generation technology. So, obviously, they can't come out and say next-gen because it hasn't been announced until hopefully this Wednesday for PlayStation. But you know that they're coming for this. And they also did announce that you will not be able to like play 360 versus PS3, unfortunately. Um, so I mean that's it's it's kind of expected, but that would have been kind of cool. Um, they did not mention, however, if 360 and the next generation Xbox will be able to face each other because that's a unknown right now. What it is? Yeah, just one would have better graphics, you'd think, you know. Well, it's hard to interact. I mean, just like how Apple and PCs had a hard time interacting for such a long time. I mean, they have they still do. Different, yeah, different different chips, different code. Uh, different graphical interfaces and polygons and stuff like that. And I'm sure it's uh, I'm sure it's complicated, and I know know nothing about it. But if they say they can't do it, I'm pretty sure there's a good reason. Yeah. Now, pillar number four is a new experience every night. This is one that kind of hits home to me because in every RPG, I like going off the road. Like if the objective is right, I'll always go left <laughs> because I always want to see everything the game has to offer. So this game, they even said you get distracted from doing the thing that you meant to do when you logged on. That's that happens a lot. Far, that's what one of the things yeah, I love about Far Cry. Yeah. It's yeah. like you don't. You, there's a mission. There's a goal. But there's a million other things to do while you get to that goal, which uh, helps the lasting ability of the game and the replayability and all that stuff. <laughs> I haven't finished a mission in Far Cry for a while, <laughs> but I've killed a lot of white tigers now. Yeah, you like hunting kitties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it should be good. But obviously there'll be there'll be like the raids. There'll be all these things that you can do that, to get distracted from your main mission, which is going to be great. Now, moving on to number five, this is something we've kind of talked about, and obviously you can get the idea of this one, is that it's shared with other people. You're going to be playing with friends, playing with other friends that you may make or meet and all that stuff, and it will be fun to do. And uh, number six, I think, is going to be a really big one that's going to get a lot of people involved, is the fact that it'll be enjoyable by all skill levels. So if you're missing a thumb, not quite right in the head, (laughs) a little bit cross-eyed, you still want to play this game and have a good time, You'll be able to do it because, um, you know, whether you don't have a lot of time for the games, you know, because, I mean, a new Call of Duty comes out and you go home and play it the day it comes out and there's already people that have the maps memorized. You know, there's always those guys that are just freaky good at everything. 
And it can be intimidating for some of the people that aren't as good or don't have as much time to play it or, you know, a little soft in the noggin. And uh, gives yeah. them all a chance to play together. Yeah, they, it better be like that because I took a lot of shrapnel in my noggin back in Nam. That so explains a couple things. I got a couple problems. Yeah, so that, that's always going to be good in poor people. And we'll see explains if they... love for Picard. Yeah, really. We'll, ex- we'll ex- see if they actually stay true to that pillar and if it is actually enjoyable but i'm sure there'll be a lot of balancing issues but they can they got 10 years to figure it out so i'm sure they'll get it <laughs> number seven is a little kind of ties into that it's, it's enjoyable by the impatient and the distracted Whee! <laughs> so it goes in with like yeah there's my fingers yeah <laughs> it goes in with the fact that you'll be able you'll if you sign on to do one thing you're going to be taken to another thing it's going to be all over the place so they're even talking about having an ios probably android as well app where you can manage your character, you can affect your friend's games, which they didn't go into, but sounds kind of cool. I don't know if you can give them health or guns or something. It's already been nominated Game of the Year by the ADHD crowd. <laughs> yes, really. Uh, it's also for gamers that don't... like. They, he, it was another quoted quote, which makes quoted. sense. Quoted. <laughs> yeah. They, I know. They don't want to... W- it's for gamers who don't want to work hard. They don't want to read. They don't want to go to the internet and figure out our game. So it's going to be easy to comprehend, but I'm sure it'll be de- deep enough for those people that want it. So, hey, Arkansas, get the Internet. You'll be able yeah. to play this one. Yeah, get the interwebs, you hillbillies. <laughs> yeah, so, so those are the seven Sorry. pillars. Obviously, it's stuff everyone wants to hear. It'll be another thing if they realize that dream. But we have another just few facts that were kind of gleamed from all these this wealth of knowledge. Uh, some of the locations they mentioned was a European dead zone. Swamps of Old Chicago. That sounds cool. Which is actually where Bungie was founded in Chicago, so that's kind of a nice little throwback to them. Um, Earth's Moon, Hellmouth, it's called. Maybe it's a base or, I don't know, a city. A derelict fleet floating in the rings of Saturn. Uncharted depths of Reef. space. Yeah, so it's... You're going to be going to a lot of places. That kind of feel. I think the uh, Uncharted Depths of the Reef, that just sounds cool. You have a kick-ass... That's one of the things I loved about Bioshock, the whole underwater feel. Oh, yeah, for They'd sure. pull that off, too, and have missions that are like the dead space kind of out in the depths of the universe together. Yeah, they, also, they also mentioned that you can visit every planet in our solar system, which is cool in itself. It's, <laughs> it's, always, it's always good. Jack's going to go to Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and it's always, it's always good when games that are very like fantastical, if you will, have that root and that ground in reality because it makes it relatable and it makes it more maybe not believable but easier to understand and you can relate to it so it's always good that they're doing that uh, some of the enemies that they kind of revealed was oh it? I hope they're space zombies yes your wish come true <laughs> evil space zombies yeah. uh, time traveling robots known as Vex Cabal which are like rhino type characters or some spider pirate pirates there was even some characters that kind of looked like the Volus from Mass Effect Something like that. Wait, Space Zombies was my idea. What the hell? They owe you money for it, then. You should get them. Jack's getting paid. And then just some other just quick facts. Um, you're a guardian. Not a Spartan, like a Halo man, but a guardian. It's You're going to be a very a stock character that I'm sure you'll be able to customize as time goes on. Uh, and also, Marty O'Donnell, the guy, the guy who is famous for the chants from the original Halo theme and was a composer and is really one of the best composers in video games these days, is coming back for this, along with his running partner, Mike Salvatore, and the famous Beatle, Paul McCartney. Nice. That's cool, and I don't care what you call them, as long as I get to see their stupid face. I mean, come on. Just show us the stupid face. <laughs> I think it's cool that Paul McCartney's involved. He's uh, my favorite living Beatle. <laughs> That's hard to Out do. Out of the two. Yeah. 
So that's more or less all the facts we know. I'm sure we'll get a lot more details as time goes on and it gets closer once the next generation is released and we'll see what that has to do with it. And it's just exciting. Now, the one weird thing to note is there really was no gameplay shown. I mean, with all these rumors that it was going to be a launch title and this is, I mean, they invited people from all over the world over to their studio and they showed, I think they said about maybe up to 60 seconds of in-game footage. So it makes you think maybe how far along they are, if they hit some troubles, you never know. Maybe that's why they had to devote the whole entire company to this, because they're like, uh-oh, we need to actually build a game. Yeah. Well, I, they don't really they don't really make other things. I mean, when they were making Halo, they were just making Halo. But, I mean, I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure they, this studio's got a great pedigree. Obviously, they made good games with Halo. But we'll see. Maybe it'll take a little longer than they were ex- expecting, or they just wanted to give a quick rundown of the game and release more details as time goes on. Or they just need more investors, so send them your money. Yeah. I don't think they'll have that issue. <laughs> <laughs> I got the feeling this will sell a few copies when yeah, it comes for out. Yeah, sure. Um, so, and then one more quick thing that I want to kind of touch on. It's actually an article I'm working on. Is Now, I think that this game will very much stand alone compared to Halo, because I'm sure everyone's going to be comparing it to Halo. But it's kind of going to be a, a tricky line that they're going to they're going to cross between like nostalgia and being too much like Halo and standing on its own. Because I think being like Halo has its merits because people love that franchise. Obviously, it's sold a lot of copies and everything, but if it's too similar and it shares too much of the mechanics and too much of the things and it feels too much like Halo, I think it get get kind of old pretty fast. I concur. I disagree. And why is that? I just I, no, I just don't think it'll be that way. I I just oh, think it's yeah, going to yeah. be so yeah. different and unique that uh I think it's just, I think it's going to be groundbreaking. I, I was, you know, excited about this idea, but then seeing what they're trying to do with it, I don't know. I just have a lot of faith in Bungie to pull it off. I just hope that the my main thing is I hope the weapon types are different. Like I get tired of all the Halo weapons, really, and the Halo enemies, and yeah, that's a lot about saying. it. So I'm, I'm hoping that it's it's very different because they did show some gameplay in a video documentary, and some of the weapons looked similar. I mean, obviously. We've had a lot of first-person shooters, so it's getting harder to be original. But I don't know. I, I, I do believe it. I'm just saying that when you have such a massive hit as Halo, it's hard to like stand on your own without people saying, this is Halo, this is Halo, this is Halo. So there's going to be a very big magnifying glass on them, and I well, hope they take it. Kind of like when Vanilla Ice did uh, you know, Ice Ice Baby, you know, or MC Hammer, you can't touch this. Because Too Legit to Quit was stupid. And it never quite happened again for him. But see, these guys have real talent. They're not just a one-hit wonder joke. I think they'll pull it off. Did you know that Vanilla Ice is actually the CEO of Bungie? Yeah. Plus, what other game? They're making a game where you can actually travel to Uranus. How is that not going to be awesome? Just for the comedic value, you have to buy this game, apparently. But Adam was mentioning on a serious note that one of the vehicles did look like what? But anyways, uh, look like a ghost uh, in there. Similar yeah, vehicle. Like I said, I, there's going to be a lot of influences, and it's gonna. I think it's going to help, just help people relate to it and enjoy it. But I just don't want them to go too much like Halo because three four three Industries is doing Halo, and we want something different. Because obviously there's space and there's humans and there's the end of the world and all this stuff. So there's a lot of similarities, but a lot of these things seem to point to a much different game. So. We'll see what happens. I think it's going to be great. I'm excited to hear more about it. And let's go thank our sponsor and take a break from our show. For you, the listeners of The Gamer's Advocate, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service of over 100,000 books. And Bill's going to give you one that he recommends. 
this week. Um, actually, it kind of ties into what we were talking about with uh, the game Destiny revolving around the end of the world. Uh, this week, I went with a fantastic book called The Road by Cormac McCarthy. Um, he also wrote uh, No Country for Old Men, which is a great book and great movie. Um, but this this story, if you haven't uh, seen the movie, as always, I will tell you anybody the book is better, of course. But um, it's about a father and son who are trying to basically survive after the end of the world. Uh, an apocalyptic event has happened, and they're trying to get to the coast. And that's basically the premise. And But what they do along the way is see what this world, this new world, has done to people, what it's turned them into, um, what they're willing to do to survive. And they try to not only survive, but remain true to who they are as people and remain good in a world that doesn't have much left. Fantastic book. Yeah, obviously a classic. I mean, you've heard about it many times. It's been made into movies, and it's, yeah. Listen to it. I'm sure it'll be it'll be very tense because I'm sure the voice acting is good and the narration. Yeah, is the, narration's excellent. Yeah. Great story. So, yeah. so to download the road or any other audiobook, go to audibletrial.com backslash the gamers advocate. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash the gamers advocate for your free audiobook. Now back to our show. Hello again, everyone. We're back. So we're we have one more kind of big topic to talk about. Not huge, but we wanted to kind of do some quick hits first. These are just quick topics that we kind of wanted to mention that happened last week, but there aren't too many details about them. The first is, unfortunately, The Last of Us has been delayed. It's okay. Yeah, I, it's, it is Man. okay. I mean, no. it's only six weeks, I think, to June not, 14th. Not even that long, is it? It was from May oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. to June 14th. So okay. it's about six weeks or something. But but if that can make great, perfect, oh, or yeah. close to. Yeah, exactly. But it's weird because it's the first game Naughty Dog delayed, which is kind of surprising. But you know what? I still believe in them. They haven't let us down yet. That's a naughty dog. Thanks, Jack. There's there's a new Batman Arkham game coming this year, and maybe next gen. We don't know. But they announced it at an investor call, and that's pretty much all the info they gave us. But it's exciting for fans of that, because they are really great games. Yeah, yeah, they've been good so far. I'm, I'm looking forward to that, too. Another thing, our friend, uh, Fergus Urquhart. Bless <laughs> you. Uh, probably for mispronouncing <laughs> his name again. I'm sorry. The Bless CEO of Obsidian, who we time. talked about last year, who was pitching a new Nice Yoda Republic game to Disney talked that he would love to pitch a Fallout New Vegas 2 game, which could take place in California or some other things. Now, well, then personally, why I would they call it New Vegas. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It was weird. <laughs> but, per, you know, personally, I'm just hoping for Fallout 4 because I don't want it to be silly. And I'm sure it's been a while, so it might be different. But, yeah, just bring us Fallout 4 in Boston or wherever it was. And for those of you out there, yes, Adam's making these names up, but I don't want a New Vegas either. Just call it Old Vegas because it was the same old stuff as Fallout again. I, I can't take another one. Please. Yeah. Um, Apple's developing an iOS smartwatch. Oh, next. Aliens Colonial Marines apparently was not developed fully by Gearbox Studios except for multiplayer. So this is... What do you say? I was going to say, I love this story because they're backing away from the game as fast as they can really? because it is a turd. Well, this, this, <laughs> no, this, is, this, is, this is saying that they did that before, like not now, like during development, and they but only they really worked on multiplayer. They sure as hell didn't mention it until yeah, they didn't have to, they didn't have to oh, announce man. it. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, 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 by the way, everyone, we had no that part in us. this. We didn't do anything. Yeah, so it's... It's sad. I mean, you know, Borderlands, it went huge. This game has been in development for, I think, six years, seven yeah. years or something, and Borderlands came out two of them in this time, 
and obviously that game is doing wait, bananas. Wait, wait. In, the, in the time it takes to actually uh, become a doctor in college, they yeah, couldn't exactly. make a better game. It's sad. So, I mean, obviously it was passed off to a studio that wasn't capable, and it turned out not as great as it could be. So it's unfortunate, but hey, if you like it, power, power to you. Now, the next topic, we're kind of going to jump in real quick. We're going to talk about some DLC, freemium, this kind of switch to paying for playing. Real Racing 3, which is like kind of a flagship title for the iOS games. They always show them at the conference. They're gorgeous. I mean, these games are beautiful. Now, the the third one is launching on February 28th for the price of free. The last two games launched at $10. And it's it's a premium title, but it was worth it. I mean, these games are gorgeous. This game is launching. It's going to be a free game. Something smells fishy. Yes, it does. Because they're going to try and nickel and dime you to play their game. Now, obviously, they're saying, oh, you're not going to really need to pay if you don't want to. You're going to be able to play enough. But uh, I don't know. This is just dangerous waters. Like, if, you, if you're if you racing and your car gets damaged, you have to wait, like, an hour or something while it gets repaired. If you buy a car, you have to wait five minutes for it to get delivered. If you have to change your oil or something, you have to wait a few minutes. Now, it's it's just, I don't know. This sounds really, really but, weird. But what if you don't want to wait, Adam? What can you do? Spend your hard-earned money. Yeah. Now, there's bastards. packs you could buy for, like, I think they mentioned a nine ninety nine pack. Oh, where, the price of the other games. Yeah, exactly. Where you, you, can get, you can get a lot of gold to skip a lot of these things. You can get some new cars and things like that. And But eventually that'll run out, and you'll yeah, still have exactly. to spend more so, money than you did on the other games. Now, they claim that you can play, like, 30 to 60 minutes a night without paying a cent. Now, this was some game journalism, so it's not the company actually saying it. So if it's if people just want a quick fix of the game, I mean, that's kind of a decent amount of time, 30 to 60 minutes. Ah, I think Cause, like, cause you'll Because, like, you'll be able to switch cars once you get a, oh, enough of them. But it's... Ugh, I just hate this trend that's happening. <laughs> like, just, if you want to nickel and dime people for them to skip things and buy stuff, that's fine. But just give them an option to just get rid of all this stuff. I actually, and uh, I know I didn't tell you guys this ahead of time, but I actually wrote a quick public service announcement to these game creators about the subject. Would you like to hear it? I would love to. Dear game creators, stop it. Fix. <laughs> that's end. it. That's the that whole was the public thing. service. Yeah. So we'll obviously see how this turns out, but it's just a trend that I am just so sick of seeing. I mean. It's just so unnecessary. I understand the free-to-play model, and it's very successful, and it makes sense for business, but for the consumers, it's just annoying. Like, it's just annoying to Bunch have a game that you want to play, and you're constantly reminded that you have to pay. Like Even if you don't have to pay and you're enjoying it, it's still going to say, oh, you want to buy this, you want to skip this, you want to do this. So it's just constant advertising, constant forcing you to pay just in your face over and over and over again. It all started with Farmville, didn't it? Yeah, probably. Well, people people do it and they make money. That's why they keep doing it. So when people vote by not giving them any more money, the things will change. So, uh, you know, I vote with my dollar, and I don't I don't plan on ever buying this or getting into these microtransactions. Even in Dead Space, they had those those kind of transactions to get, make the game quote unquote better or whatever else. I just don't don't get it. I don't blame you. Now I know it's it's nice that it's free and people be able to try it out, but just give us a trial version. Like, don't make it free. Just give us a trial version and give us the option to buy. Now, obviously, Jack is is speaking with his dollars, but so are other people who are supporting these games. So until they stop doing it, we're kind of in trouble, guys. <laughs> Quit supporting these dicks. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. But to kind of keep with this 
unlocking and DLC and microtransaction thing. We actually have a email from two guys, Andrew and Zach, and they sent us a nice email saying, why must EA Games torture us with making only several of their courses available for Tiger Woods? Now, this is kind of an older game, but still relevant in this topic, that there's like special courses that you have to either pay for to play a round of golf on. You can't like, I mean, you can unlock it for a lot of money, but you have to pay to play a round on a course after you already buy the $60 game. Oh, that's insane. Just go play real golf at yeah, that point. Seriously. You're going to pay to play the course. I know. Course. And then, I mean, you can you can go, you can, you can work and get in-game cash, but it's like grinding and doing the same thing and stupid challenges over and over again. And see, this is, I think, worse than Real Racing 3 because at least Real Racing 3 is free. Like, Tiger Woods is a full-featured game. It's a $60 game when it launched. And then they're going to make you pay all this stuff on top. And he even claims that you have to buy you either 60 or more dollars when you have to buy Microsoft points to unlock these games. Yeah, that's that's a very good point because you can't just buy that exact amount. Hopefully that changes with next-gen Microsoft. But, you know, in a game like, like NCAA football, they have things where you can buy some extra uniforms and stuff that are, are special one-offs, things like that. Yeah, like I don't fine. mind that at all. Oh, that's But a course? But it's not something that, yeah, it's not like you can say, well, you can play on this stadium or this field if you pay money to do it. I'd have a major problem with that. No, you know? I also think they, it could be said that they are kind of going the route Halo and Call of Duty where, like, they're map packs where you can buy different courses. And it is a like it's a sound in a sense business decision because you know people are going to pay for it. But like these are courses that I'm sure were probably free in previous games, and like it's not their extra courses. These are like the premium courses. Like they they specifically took the cool courses and premium ones that people will want to play on and said you can't play them. They're not like additional stuff. Well, and and again to go back to what they do with the football, like they put out a whole bunch of uniforms that they either fixed or were new current like standard uniforms gave those away for free a yeah. bunch of them what they charged for was like specialty uniforms like the ones Michigan Notre Dame wore against each other Wisconsin Nebraska wore that were just a one time thing that they wore for a special occasion that and those will be free in next year's game to wear whenever you want so you had the option of eh, do I get these extra uniforms or do I wait till next year's game and use them or if I want to spend and they were very cheap by the way um or if you really liked them and you wanted to use that like that was your team uh, you had the, I bought them all because I thought they were cool, but <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and I spent like four dollars. So. Yeah, and that's fine. But like, especially these games where they clearly make the game harder to get to unlock these, so you're forced to do that. That's kind of like what Jack was mentioning with Dead Spaces. I mean, you can play the whole game and get all the good stuff, all the ultimate weapons, and all this stuff without spending a cent, and it doesn't feel like you're grinding. But this game, obviously, you have to do all these challenges. I think there's some challenges where you have to get like five eagles in a row or something, and it's just crazy stuff. Like Microsoft, I mean, it's not Microsoft. It's EA doing this, and it's just ridiculous. Like they're trying to nickel and dime you, and screw you over, and make you give them more money when they should be giving you a game for the full price. Yeah, they should be giving you a complete game. And other studios, I mean, why we can get so irritated is other studios do it a totally different way. Like with Walking Dead, they did it, they did it the right way uh, yeah. with like DLC and stuff like that, or Mass Effect Three. How many map packs did they release and free downloads and updates after the game was released? They just gave it away for free. I mean, that's awesome. You know, there there are some people that get it that it's it's okay to actually reward the people that spent that sixty yeah, bucks exactly. to play your game by giving them a little more. You know, it's not about how much you have to squeeze out of somebody, especially if you know 
that game has done really well and sold millions and you've made a huge profit on it, throw the gamers a bone and they're going to remember the next game you put out. And they're going to remember, hey, these guys take care of you. Yeah, I mean, this just this just provides so much bad will to gamers. And actually, Andrew and Zach went on to say that it makes them mad and bad and unforgivable things happen when they are mad. <laughs> so you better watch out, EA. <laughs> no more Tiger Wood golfy games for them, huh? Yeah. I mean, so... Uh, that was a great question, and it's very relevant because... And I totally agree uh, oh, yeah. 100% it's just, with it's, these guys. It's just, I mean, we talk about this a lot because it's a big issue in gaming these days. Is Companies are trying day in and day out to get more money out of you, which, from a business perspective, makes sense. But there's a point where it's just ridiculous, and you're going to start losing money and start losing customers in good faith, and then... You're going to be in trouble. It eventually will backfire. Yeah, I mean, exactly. the industry's crashed once. I'm old enough to remember when that happened, and it can absolutely happen again. Yeah. So thanks for writing in, and if you want to be a part of the show, email us at podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. Again, that's podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. So that more or less wraps up our show for this week. Uh, next week, we're going to be back talking about the lovely conference that hopefully doesn't let us down. So it's going to be a big show, big topics, and it's going to be great. Um, if you want to follow us, what's going on, and we can, we'll probably post some articles and thoughts and impressions of the conference. You can follow us on our website, www.thegamersadvocate.com. You can follow us on Facebook, just follow the Blue Shield, or on Twitter, at Advocate Gamers. If you want to follow me, I'm at Adam Bankhurst. I'm at Bill Roberts-ish. I'm at Jack Whittington. Yeah, and there's, those are all ways to find us and... Once again, if you want to be part of the show, podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. Now, we want to thank Jesse, a.k.a. One Stop Panadrop, for our theme song and our logo. And uh, to close out the show tonight, I'm playing uh, another song from my friends in One Pretty Minute, OPM. This is off their Addict EP. In fact, this is the title track entitled Addict. Thanks, guys. Yeah, so really for the Gamers Advocate, I'm Adam. I'm Bill. I'm Jack Picardo. We hope you have a great night. See you later, ding-dongs.